Welcome to Clean and Conscious. We're Emily, Emma and Dom from the Clean and Conscious Awards. Together, we blend our expertise in science, mental health and parenting to explore conscious and low-tox living, sustainability and well-being. Join us as we dive deep into the true power of conscious choices. There's a unique magic in the air with the new year approaching. A moment that marks both an ending and a fresh start, offering us the chance to shape the life we desire. Join us in a heart-to-heart as we usher in 2024. We'll share our favourite New Year rituals for setting our intentions for the upcoming year. Together we'll explore the challenges we've faced, the triumphs we've celebrated, and the moments that made us laugh. Here's to a year of living life with intention, being kind, living consciously, and staying true to ourselves. Hey Dom and Emma, how are you feeling about the New Year? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh... This year has been a pretty massive year for me. Um, It's been hugely transitional, so I'm certainly welcoming its closure. Uh, I feel a bit like I've climbed Kilimanjaro and now I can stop to enjoy the view. (laughs) So, yeah, um, I've certainly achieved a lot this year, which is wonderful, but I've also navigated through it all with a very special intention that I set for myself at the end of last year, which I'll delve further into a bit later. Dom, how are you feeling? I'm feeling I'm feeling really good. I think each year I conjure up a pretty solid list of things not to repeat for the for the new year. And um this year's no <laughs> How about you, Em? How are you feeling? It's been a busy year and like you, Dom, I think I do have a list of things that I don't want to repeat, or at least I think in my intention setting, I need to be a bit truer to myself in the expectation of what I'm asking myself uh, as the outcome, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I think I set a word last year, which I'll share later, and I don't think I actually was true to myself on what the definition of that was. So, yeah, looking forward to right. a new beginning with new intentions and set a little bit truer to myself. New Year's resolutions, they aren't anything new. The ancient Babylonians are said to have been the first people to make New Year's resolutions some 4,000 years ago. 4,000 years later, we're still making resolutions. And in fact, according to a recent survey, a staggering 71% of Australians make New Year's resolutions every year. So yeah, it's a thing. Um, For me personally, I stopped making New Year's resolutions a few years ago. Um, I just found them a bit overwhelming and a little bit like I was always failing. And, Mm. you know, it was just like this long list that I could barely get to because I had to get through everything else, which was, you know, being a young mother and navigating life. So I kind of just a couple of years ago I was inspired to stop doing it and to start setting intentions for myself. Sometimes it's just about listening. Um, more than making lists. Um, I tend to ask myself where I could have made better decisions and whether I've been living my life from my heart, much like you just brought up to Sen M, and with true intentions. Um, life is not a prefix menu, as we all know. It's a mystery that unfolds every single day. And I feel that through setting intentions instead of 
setting resolutions or goals, I become more resilient, more adaptable and better equipped to make the right decisions. That's not to say I'm doing anything perfectly here because I fail miserably along the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so I wanted to reflect on my intention that I set for myself last year, um, which was simply just one word, which like you said you did as well, M, mm. which was to trust. Um, which has been really challenging for me because it came about really because at this exact time last year, I was reflecting on quite a challenging year. In fact, a number of challenging years. And I'd, I was just dealing with experiencing two deaths of people that I love dearly and dealing with two natural disasters, one which I watched from afar and one that impacted my home considerably. Um, and I was also dealing with personal illness and trying to navigate that and trying to solve this problem, which I had, which was that I wasn't well. Um, and then, of course, on top of that, let's just throw in a pandemic. So yeah. um, there was a lot going on for me. And I, you know, when you're recovering from or healing from trauma, as well as healing or trying to heal from illness, it's vital to find a place of trust because it's so easy to lose faith and just fall into that victim mode. So when I sat down at this exact time last year and reflected, um, I took some time to really feel into all of that pain and struggling that I'd experienced. And I set the one intention, which was to move through the year with trust. Um, and it hasn't been easy at all, um, but overall I think it has been a success you know, considering that sometimes failing is also winning. So, you know, I've learned a lot. So there's moments where I've just really fallen apart and said not trusted at all and, and felt like, you know, why is it all so hard? Um, but also at those same times, I also try to to look at my privilege and the fact that I can buy a home and, and you know, that I am living in, in a world where I can feed my family and, and keep us all safe. So there's that as well. Um, um, but through meditation, journaling, reflecting and some pretty amazing female friendships, I found faith and, um, yeah, I found that place of trust and I've moved through it. And guess what? I live in a beautiful new home and uh, my health is slowly but surely I'm getting better and I am essentially okay. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Trust. Um, amazing. How about you guys? What do you feel have been your successes and failures with your resolutions this year? I I probably, uh, mine was a, I, I only choose one word at the beginning. That's that's my kind of clear intention for the year. And I chose balance. Now, as I mentioned before, I think it was, the trick was to do with my version of definition of balance. I think in truth, if I really reach into myself, my version of balance was like a circus high wire performance who's actually balancing everything rather than actually choosing <laughs> an inner balance. I was trying to do it all and balance that. So it's like, oh, yeah, like my children started new schools. There were new activities, new communities to meet new work projects and I was just thought that I would just like we had an overseas trip in the middle and COVID and all sorts of things and my aim was <laughs> to balance it all um but 
as we all know, if we try and just balance it all in taking on everything and still being just this yes person, we really just end up kind of closer and closer to burnout. So really balance was, uh, it wasn't in its true form and I think I failed miserably. So I'm choosing a different word next year because, and, and I'm, I'm going to try and, and really uh, stay true to it in a, in a different way. Um, but balance wasn't my success story last year, that's for sure. I managed to do a lot. I managed to do loads <laughs> of things. So, so Dom, what were your intentions like last year? Did you set any? I think for myself, I tend to, as I sort of alluded to before, repeat very similar patterns over and over, although I won't make out like I'm the only one who does that because I think as human beings, this is a trend amongst the population where we feel we make the same mistakes or the same failures over and over again. Uh, but I, for me, I always focus on this idea of what type of mum I want to be and inevitably at the end of the year, I feel as though I'm not the type of mum that I wanted to be and set out to be, which <laughs> sort of forms a vicious cycle of next year, forming some, some, some more hopefully clearly defined intentions of what kind of mum to be. And, and anyway, I, I go on. But the point is, I think that although there's nothing in particular that comes to mind, for me, it's more of this pattern of cycles that I find myself in. And I feel as though potentially we all do. Um, and and I think this is where I'd love to just mention more or talk a little bit more about when we're creating intentions. How do we go about doing that? You know, like what, what sort of what intentions are we creating is important, but how are we creating them? And you know, for example, what I mean by that is thinking about: Do you write a list? Do you um, put an Excel spreadsheet together or journal or chat it through with a friend or do we do an auditory list that we can replay there's there's lots of different approaches and I think this is really an important topic to cover when you're talking about intentions because for one you're doing what works for you and what works for one person such as something written down might not work for another person such as something that you've um, recorded and then you can play back so it might for example for myself I'm a vision board or action board gal that's how I operate lots of colorful pens I like to scroll out a big piece of craft paper and just draw and color and that's how I go um love that yeah so what about you yeah what about you both do you what's your way I'd absolutely love to do the vision board it appeals to me on every level except I'm the least visual person in the world so <laughs> I actually have no mind's eye and I can't close my eyes and then picture it at the end of it if I for me though I, I do choose one word um which is like a mantra for the year but obviously balance was like the worst version of that word uh that I could have chosen last year um but I really like that because every it, it, it's so in, encompassing of uh every every choice you make as to whether you can you can ask yourself well does that that fulfill what what my intention for the year was is um yeah and and so I find that really quite powerful. But uh, was something I really love, I read recently about choosing, say, like three words to describe the person that 
you want to be by the end of the year so that someone else looking at you would describe you in those three words at that, the end of the year. Yeah. And so you're kind of setting an intention to who you want to become. And I really like that. I haven't done it yet, but it's something that kind of really speaks to me as well. But that's a visualization as well. So you're, you know, creating this vision of the person that you want to be through mm. those three words and imagining yourself as that person and imagine everybody seeing you and absorbing those things about you and putting that energy out into the world. That's a really great. I, I really like that idea. I'd be keen to try that one too. Absolutely. I just could yeah. I name drop someone right now. There's, yeah. um, there's a neuroscientist. Her name's Dr. Tara Swat. And she is, not only is she just a joy to listen to, she's so smart and funny and relatable. And she talks about the power of visualization and why it works. So from a, mm. from a neuroscientific standpoint, which is really fascinating um, because I think for some people, this idea of the placebo effect, whereas a lot, you know, some people think visualization is more along those lines where if you believe it, it'll happen. Whereas is actually neuroscience backing mm. the power of visualization and, and it all works along the lines of, um, selective filtering from, from a survival standpoint, you know, so when we're visualizing things, our brain learns to, lax or let go of filtering that information till it eventually starts letting all that information through and suddenly now it can become a reality because you're seeing it you're feeling it you're experiencing it on a day-to-day basis it's so fascinating so I encourage you to check her work out if you want to learn more I think also just focusing on who you want to be and rather than who you don't want to be that's all the time about the person you don't want to be you're going to continue being that person because you're thinking about it all the time, you know. Mm. Yeah. It's about letting go of the shame that you're holding for being those things and, and forgiving yourself and being kind to yourself and, you know, just letting go and embracing this new you, you know, or this not a new you but a better version of yourself. I think that's really powerful. My my kind of change in direction towards intention setting just came simply from a diary that I was given for um, Christmas, maybe. Um, it's just a. It's called the Lunar Diary, and um, and there's just all of these wonderful exercises that you do at the beginning of it that help you work out, you know, your goals and who you want to be, and you know the things that you want to let go of, and and then I. That's how I came to that one single word, trust, because everything that I wrote down, really, I could rewrite it as trusting you know all of the little Mm. things and all the things I didn't want to be they all equaled letting go of fear and and trusting and having faith so yeah I think yeah I love the the whole idea of just visualizing and and focusing and I do feel like it did work for me this year even though it was really really challenging and there was definitely moments where I failed but everything did work out so that concept you speak of Emma about trusting it's interesting because for us to trust, we we have to relinquish control in some way. And I think mm. as a human being, it's the hardest thing to do and what our brain mm. is most scared of. So it's, I think if we know that from the start, we know that it's not going to be easy and we're going against our instinct to our, or our brain's biology to, to hang on to safety and not experience change. I, I think it, then we have more realistic and, and on, and our expectations of ourselves are more realistic so that we're not feeling like 
we're disappointing ourselves or we're not achieving what we set mm. out to achieve. It's mm. it's tricky. And, I, and if things aren't measurable, that's the other thing. If you're not measuring, you know, if you if you if I say to myself, I want to be a better mum this year, but I, how am I determining whether or not I succeeded mm. in that? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. mum guilt, though. My oh, goodness. Mum guilt. You have to do is ask your children, <sighs> oh, "Am I a good mummy?" And you will get a resounding yes, and that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize like no one had told me that with birth came guilt like yeah. I really like that was the I, I felt guilty as soon as my first child was born within an hour oh. I was wondering whether I was looking at her enough um yeah it's it's an incredibly uh powerful pressure on your shoulders yeah, it's I a huge we, responsibility yeah and it's inescapable yeah yeah, you're making decisions not just for yourself but for, well, in the case of all of us, two other humans. It's, mm. it's a lot. It's a huge responsibility. Yeah. So in um, relation to 2024 resolutions, um, so for me I've gone and chosen another word. Uh, I'm hoping that this word will uh, resonate a lot better than my prior one. Um, and the word I've actually chosen for this year is vibrant. Oh, no, I love that. Yeah. Yes. Um, and for me, that's all about inner energy. Um, I'm so tired of my energy coming from other sources like caffeine and sugar and my adrenals and pumping cortisol around my body. I really want to focus on growing and nurturing my energy. Partially, it's it's due to like motherhood and wanting to be like the most present energetic force in motherhood um and life but obviously that energy has to come from somewhere so I'm also going to have to do a bit of uh self-care in that as well because it'll encompass nutrition I need to get my iron checked something I found actually through the awards this year which I found a huge help to my energy was the Honor Wellness um, Super Blend. And that is, uh, gosh, that's a, like an organic grass-fed freeze-dried beef liver powder with adaptogenic herbs. And I found it really, really helped my energy. So there's definitely something in that I actually needed. I also found the Nutra Organics Super Greens and Reds powder it was really helpful just in making sure that I wasn't missing any just basic um nutrition and just help me increase my immune function um but also vibrancy it's all i have to encompass sleep hygiene and exercise and finding boundaries with the projects i take on so for each decision i'm going to try and ask myself it will if it'll help or hinder my energy um but obviously some projects we're passionate about so that will kind of act to light me up as well so I'm excited yeah. it's it's going to be a um a different word and hopefully one that one that works better <laughs> can I just jump in and say yeah. something Em if I was going to choose three words to describe you vibrant would be there I feel oh. like you're already there <laughs> oh I love you <laughs> I, I don't know how much caffeine and sugar is involved in that <laughs> but I suppose I suppose, again, what we put out into the world and how the world sees us and how we might be feeling internally can be polar opposites. Mm. And so, you know, that maybe the vibrancy you're looking for is that inner vibrancy, which although we already see the vibrancy on the outside. It's, yeah. But it's true. 
I want to leap out of bed, you know, and like not feel foggy in the morning. Here, 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 totally. Yeah, and we are, we are so lucky because we, as judges on the Clean and Conscious Awards, do have access to some pretty amazing products that help support that. I think you know, it's it's true. It's really yeah. it, it really is true. Some of those nutrition products are sensational. And I was going to say before, Ian, when you were talking about mm. some of the ones that stood out to you, that. I'd really encourage people just from a nutrition standpoint, which is, it sounds completely left field and as though I have no idea what I'm talking about right now, but I'd say listen to your cravings always because that is your gut's way of telling you exactly what's going on inside. And whether it's listening to them to take on board what they're asking you to have, but perhaps in a slightly alternative way. or oh, I love they- that. Or, yeah, so, or, or for example, they're talking to you because they're telling you about an imbalance that they're trying to, mm. your gut's trying to correct on its own. You know, it's just, it's fascinating. It's, I just, so that's my message to all, listen to your craving. Yeah. Building on from last year's intention, I think, um, even though I really haven't taken the time to sit down and look at my diary and reflect and do all the things to prepare to myself for my intention for the year ahead, I think what the word that springs to mind isn't all that different to M's word, but it's joy. Yeah. I feel like I've been in survival mode all year and I need some space now to really just find joy. And when I say that, that doesn't mean that I need to go away to Bali or go to, um, you know, buy myself some lovely new clothes or anything like that. I just want to find joy just in the really still moments, mm, you know, of just yeah. being with my children going to the beach, just even just in like silly things like cleaning the kitchen and then t- turning around and admiring my work, you know, just yeah, yeah. just little things. I just want to feel let more joy creep in into like, you mm. know, making my fourth pot of tea for the day and drinking yeah. that, you know, just finding, I suppose, appreciation and gratitude for the small things, going for an ocean swim and mm. taking a bath. We got, had a bath installed yesterday. so I'm Oh, wow. I love what you just said before and it made me think about how because my sort of intentions for 2024 are based in mindfulness so just being Mm. present I have a really tough time being present which potentially isn't obvious from the outside looking in because if I'm having a conversation I'm there I'm engaged I don't mean it in that sense but Mm. I'm just generally speaking, I'm thinking of so many things all the time that I'm not truly in the moment. Mm. And there's lots of ties with this depression and anxiety too because mm. if you're not in the moment and you're constantly worrying about what's coming next, you, you know, you're living in a state of distress as opposed to an anticipation. Mm. Um, so I think that's sort of my goal is mindfulness. That's the word. I, if I follow mm. suit and had to pick a word, it would be just mindfulness. And interesting what you were saying before about finding the joy in the, in the little things. And this, this podcast I listened to some time ago now, I remember they spoke about gratitude and how, you know, there's this trend in, in how we should practice gratitude and because it, it helps with happiness and decreasing stress and one one sentence I heard that really resonated with me was try not focus on the gratitude you have towards 
objects or things, mm. but rather keep it really internalized. And what are you grateful for in terms of yourself and who you are? And you remind yourself of that every day is the idea, you know, and, and it can be really quirky as in, I look good today, you know, <laughs> yeah. telling yourself that. Um, then it's more of a superficial one. I'm trying to prove the point that it, it doesn't matter what it is. Just mm. be kind to yourself and, and what are you grateful about, about yourself every day? Yeah. I love, love that. I lo- I really love that. And I also love the the idea of finding joy in something as every day as cleaning the kitchen. Um, yeah. Because it, it just brings up that it's a choice and it's it's intention and we have to clean the kitchen whether we enjoy it or not. So why don't we actually enjoy it and and exactly. be grateful that we have a kitchen to clean? It's and also sacred. There's so much. As well. Yeah, you know, we we caring for ourselves and our home and our family and you know if we, if you put that kind of intention or mindfulness into it and it becomes so much less of just this mundane task Mm. you know and it's hard for us as women I think especially as we move away from you know being the homekeepers and we're working as well as looking after Mm. the home it's it can sometimes just feel like it's just in a a constant and you know ongoing just never-ending list of chores right mm. but it's yeah. that um, mental load that we just are yeah. carrying it's yeah I, I find that sometimes I'm so busy being aware of the 50 to do things that I've got on my list that everything all the processes I'm going through that day I'm not I'm not there for and my I'll, I'll switch for a conversation but but everything else, I'm, I'm really, I'm not present. I'm not actually living that day. I'm, I'm living a, a whole lot of to do things in my head for, for future and past, and, and, and I, I get to the end, and it was just like a whirlwind. And, and I think it's, it's beautiful about that mindfulness, Dom, because really all we have is, is the moment. And so, kind of making sure that we're, we're intentional in, in our connections, and also just in, in what we're doing for our, ourselves going through that day, making that cup of tea, taking those breaths, looking outside going, oh, isn't the garden beautiful? Or just really feeling those moments, I think, is, is so special. Absolutely. It's actually the number one This in, in some sort of philosophies. They talk about this idea of being, being happy in the moment and being mindful is the only way not to fear death. And I found that really mm. interesting because it's about getting to a point where when every day you feel as though you have had those meaningful connections or you've you've been mindful and you've been present for whatever you're doing, you, you accumulate the sense of contentment over time. And mm. over time that sense of contentment contentment relieves fear of death it relieves Mm. because you're living your best life so there's nothing to fear you know you every you're making Mm. the most of every day so the idea is if it's when you're not making the most of every day and not feeling like you're living each day to its fullest that saying is is where all these negative thoughts start coming from but we can change this can't we from from right now we can start being more mindful and more in the moment and even just changing like our uh, self-talk and language of 
with our to-do list of like, oh, I've got to do this rather than I get to do this. Like, Absolutely. I don't know yeah. if I'm ever going to say that about cleaning the toilet after with two boys. But <laughs> <laughs> woohoo, I get to clean up more urine sprayed all over the walls. But <laughs> And you can ask a parent of, of small children when you go to their house, can, can I use your bathroom? <laughs> no. <laughs> Run to them. I'm always like, yes, you can use the bathroom, but I'm going there first. <laughs> so I always like that rush lesson. in. Yeah. 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 So some of those chores I don't know if I'm ever going to embrace, but um they will, they will come to an end hopefully one day. So yeah. I'll just bring forward yeah. to the day that they end. I'm starting to delegate. I, so I don't know if you want to jump on board with that one, but I'm just not the, not the toilet cleaning, but the, you know, sort of like you mentioned with kitchens and I'm delegating now. Dishwasher unpacking goes to the youngest one. Shower cleaning, screen cleaning goes to the eldest one. Ooh, I like this. Yeah. 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 I could could do a whole podcast on this. Let's let's keep this for another time. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm I'm hooked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm intrigued. Well, another um, resolution or intention that has become, you know, more prevalent in recent times, obviously, is a sustainable resolution, a resolution that focuses on creating a better future for for us, for our planet, for future generations. Um, I think these can also become quite overwhelming if you try to, you know, set the bar too high for yourself. So I don't know, with myself, I kind of make myself a little promise, a small promise each year. Um, This year, that was to shop at locally as much as possible and I I am proud to say that I pretty much have shopped at the farmer's market every week except for about two weeks this year so I'm amazing and it's it's easy to do because it's like and it's so fun there and like I see all of our community there and it's like you know and I try to go there either with the kids first thing in the morning or just after drop off so I'm pretty much in and out in and out but you know, it's it's just a really fun thing to do. And I'm very lucky because it's only like literally three-minute drive from my house. I've found that that for me, you know, there's so much benefit in that because I'm reducing – there's no plastic that's coming out of buying any of those products. Yes. Um, I'm supporting local agriculture and um, organic farming. Um, and I'm feeding my family with spray-free, spray-free organic local produce fresh produce and it tastes so good so you know that's a win-win and it was it's been an easy one because of everything that I described Mm. just then but I sometimes you know you can set yourself much more challenging sustainable resolutions but they could be anything from like you know reducing single-use plastic when that could be through any number of things like um uh just shopping at the local farmer's market or going to like a whole food pantry shop that you might come have near you with a jar or even taking like a um a container to Coles deli and and getting um your meat asking them to to weigh your meat in that instead of in yeah. the plastic bag so it could be anything like that what about you guys what what do you what have you done in this past year that's been successful in terms of setting a sustainable resolution for yourself or intention 
Well, we, we shop at the farmer's market as well. And um, we, we definitely try and be away, aware of the single-use plastics that we use. Um, so I'm actually then to talk about what I am planning to, uh, oh, yeah. to have as my sustainable goal. Um, and that's actually getting on top of my compost and learning oh. about it because I've kind of been lying to myself for well over a decade that I'm a composter and I have this kind of agreement with my compost bin that it never fills up. So I just put all our food waste in there and I'm terrified to like look in there. I, I really don't. I like literally just open the lid, pop it in and then close the lid and I have no idea what's going on in there, but it never fills up. And so for the last like over 10 years, that's that's just been my deal. But I'm also aware of all those nutrients that aren't going onto my garden because there's no soil getting created. I don't really know what's happening in there. And so I want to go to a workshop and I want to actually learn about it. I know that there's there's kind of leaves, I meant like brown matter I'm meant to be putting in there. I know I'm meant to be turning it. Um, I would love some soil coming out and to actually be able to like nourish my garden with it rather than just putting all our food scraps in, which I'm grateful that they're not going to landfill, but I just do think that there is something that I really should be doing more. So, oh, yeah. so that's Watch my one. space, huh? Exactly. I'm <laughs> yeah. excited. I can't and wait. Wanna, to get I to want a blog TV. post out of this and a podcast <laughs> episode. Yeah, that's good, actually. I, I tried the same thing, but not for as long. This is in the, the house we were in before now. We've got a different system in place now, but then – I had the compost bin outside. There was, you know, routine going on. And then one day I opened it and there were maggots inside and it just threw me because they were crawling out. The They were crawling out and I and obviously, I don't know, I just feel like I wasn't in the rhythm that I should have been in. Um, I don't know. Are maggots a bad thing for compost? I'm not even sure. All I know is that they were crawling out. And I don't, I don't think they are particularly. Well, I don't know actually. I shouldn't really make that statement. I feel like I'm just going on, you know, something that I might have heard. But I think that fruit flies are okay, but the common house flies not so great. I don't know why. Okay. But I think this is definitely a podcast for the future. Definitely, yeah, a I little bit of I research even... and a little bit more experience for all yeah. of us. Maybe it's a resolution that we all set ourselves for. I found the year burrows leading into our compost so I don't know if I'm feeding some rats in the area like I literally have no idea what's happening I so, know, yeah watch this space yeah. <laughs> so I jump in with my my 2024 yeah. resolution is to buy only secondhand clothing um, love that yeah I so at the end of each year I always do a little bit of a a reflection on my wardrobe and my yep. wardrobe choices for the year that's just been, and I, my budget has been so limited this year, as I'm sure everybody's has. Mm. And I've just been mo- mostly buying from flea markets, including this shirt. And um, nice. I have been picking up Love some it. really beautiful clothes that I get loads of comments on. And, you know, this cost $15 and it was, you know, to buy new, I think it was about 150 wow. So, and it wasn't that old. Um and so this year, I have bought a few new items as well this year, but this year I'm actually going to really try. I am going to only buy secondhand clothing. So whether that's through Facebook Marketplace or at a flea market or even just 
swapping with friends or yeah. buying from friends. I love um, that. It's I you know what I love about it? It just means that you become a little bit more random with what mm. you wear as well because even you're kind like, of just even the Salvos yeah. stores have like an online all the Salvos stores it's all online and so you can go to their website and you can buy secondhand and just google over all the Salvos stores and put in your like kind of what your favorite brand is, what your size is, and it filters it all. So that's, that's a amazing. favorite of mine as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to try that. Yeah, oh, I'm really excited about this little mission. Um, so somebody did say to me, but don't you feel that by doing that you're not supporting like local designers, especially as I've got a few friends who are actually designers. So mm-hmm. I kind of had a big think about that and I was just like, well, you know what? I'm also going to set another little intention with this, which is to only buy secondhand clothing that is um, that is not fast fashion, mm. which, okay. you know, is because I feel that by buying secondhand clothing from a local designer or, 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 a, or a sustainable fashion brand, by buying it secondhand, I'm still supporting that designer because the person that's bought it has bought it in mind that it has a resale value mm. and if they feel as if they buy are buying something and it has an immediate resale value and they're not taking such a huge risk when buying it and taking it home and deciding they don't like mm. it or whatever or wearing it a few times and not liking it, if they know that there's a resale value to it then they're more likely to buy it mm. yeah whereas for a fast fashion somebody who buys fast fashion if they've got that mentality well I could just sell it at the markets they're going to keep buying it and so mm. I just thought well you know what I'm going to try and stop buying anything that's fast fashion and actually just focus on going to like the flea markets and looking for more sustainable and local brands that they're selling there. It's not to say that, you know, I I think, I don't know how strict I'm going to be on that, but I just felt like that was still supporting them Mm -hmm. because those people who are buying those brands will still feel like they can buy them and resell them. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also think that (laughs) sustainable fashion um, is created in a different way with a high quality material and stitching and the the clothes last. And if someone just doesn't fit into it anymore, to be able to then buy it secondhand and give it a new life is still doing the right thing for the environment and also the designer because you're wearing it. And by wearing it, you're also advertising their brand and celebrating it and giving it another life as well. Sorry, Dom, what so. were you saying? I think so. And it has a story too. It's nice mm. to have a little story as well. To, oh, it. I got to be bought this. You know, I love it when people say, oh, I love this shirt. And I'm like, it cost me $15 at the place. Yeah. You know, and, and there's you know, nothing like that. I remember brag, I bought a cardigan <laughs> from. Yeah, it's a And then I bought this cardigan from the um, from another flea market earlier this year when it was colder. And it was it's this beautiful rainbow knitted cardigan. And I fell in love with it as soon as I saw it. And she actually went, oh, actually, I don't know if I want to sell it. <laughs> and I was like, and I just stood there and I was like, it's up to you. What, you know, you make the decision. Like, I'm, I'd love it, but it's up to you. And she stood there and she's just like, oh, I just don't know because I really love it, but I'm going traveling and it's very big and bulky. And, and I was just like, you have to make that decision. She eventually just goes, <laughs> okay, I think. Like, can you try it on again? And like looked at me wearing it. She's no, that belongs to you. And she's like, Aww. she sold it to me. <laughs> well, that's but it was nice. That's it was really a nice, nice exchange, you know. And yeah, you know, I think she felt good that 
it was going to a good home where it would be mm. loved and and yeah there was yeah. this nice exchange of energy while I, selling it I love this because we're talking about and I love that we are it's like we're talking about a puppy you know and because it's mine I don't know if I want to give him away but I know it'll, I know it's going to a good home it's this where you mm. we're putting such value on it and and this is what we should be doing this is how it should always be right yeah it's not, yeah my intentions um sustainability wise this year it's no surprise it's food related <laughs> and I just want to I feel as though because of being busy all the time and it shouldn't be an excuse but it's just my current reality I have justified not making things from scratch and I've started moving away from that and sort of you know purchasing things that I would ordinarily make and I want to change that I want to go back to how it in my mind it should be for me and I used to involve the children when we make the pizza dough and I want to go back to that because they're pickier eaters now as a result as Mm -hmm. well because they're not part of the process and and when you're when you're making things from scratch it's a more sustainable and undoubtedly a healthier way of doing things if it's something that you can do you know yeah yeah Love I that. love that, although I'm I, not quite as an amazing cook as you, Dom. No, so. <laughs> definitely not me. But, but I, I, I totally agree with, you know, involve, I've got a very fussy eater and yeah. um, he definitely is more willing to try something if he has made it himself. Mm. That's wonderful. Um, he might eat it and then say no, but it's it releases that willingness there, whereas if it's just something that's foreign, it's just like, no, I don't yeah. want to try it. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to take that one on too. I might try and make a few more things from scratch. I'm not going to be pure in that approach, but, um, yeah, I'd love to, to now that I have a kitchen to cook with. Well, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although my lack of cooking has probably given me non-fussy eaters because they realise that's all they get. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, my children will eat like sardines straight from the tin. Why <laughs> Just not? Separated into bowls. With the forks. fact that you can get your children to eat sardines, like clap, clap, clap to that, because <laughs> there's no way my children would eat sardines. It's they too intense it, a flavor. So. <laughs> I used to give it. I used to give it to both my children, like just the Scottish sardines, because it's mm. a sustainable fish yeah. option with the right amount of omega oils. But um, and Bo used to love it, and Kai used to eat it too. But then. Over time, no, I'm not eating this. So yeah. well done. It's really hard when that. their taste buds suddenly change on you. And one day you've got a reliable school lunchbox going and the mm-hmm. next day come home and it's, none of it's eaten and they refuse to have any of it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing worse than a full lunchbox. My goodness. Yeah. I know, you know. Oh, the heartbreak when you open it and it's still <laughs> full. And it's just all smelly and uneatable and, like, uneatable and it's just like, yeah. So research from the University of Scranton found that just 8% of people achieve their resolutions. And, well, like my resolution last year, I, I definitely didn't succeed. But according to global research conducted by Strava, January 12th is the date that you're most likely to break your resolution. 
So <laughs> that's really quite early on as well. Um, Dom, do you have any uh, advice about like how we can create a New Year's resolution that we can actually keep? Yeah, well, I think if we just quickly touch on why they fail in the first place. Hmm. Um, so this concept of our of neuroplasticity where our brain is malleable and it's just made up of pathways. The more we do things or think things or say things, the more that's who we are. That's our yeah. pathways are strengthened and um, these are what we call behavioral habits things we find ourselves doing every day and potentially don't even realize we're doing it, such as who's ever driven a car and then five minutes later thought, how did I get from there to here? You know, yeah. because you're, it's become a, um, a automatic behavior. And, um, and I'm going to refer to habits though, but so automated habits such as, for example, how you talk to a loved one over and over again, or the foods you tend to reach for over and over again. And obviously over time, these habits become further ingrained in our minds and um, they then triggered by certain contexts, you know, certain time of the day you reach for a certain food or your partner looks at you in a certain way and your response is automatic. And mm. so it's really tricky to, to create different pathways or, or at least change these pathways. And this is why we talk about when you're, when you're, creating your intentions rather than maybe saying to yourself, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to eat this food anymore. Mm. Perhaps you could phrase it differently and say, I'm going to start eating more of X, Y, and Z, but with the intention of because you want to try and eat less of, of this particular food. But just mm. intentions that are more positively phrased um, and intentions that are not conflicting with your environment necessarily mm. and the people in your environment so that concept of your intentions should be for the greater good of the tribe as a whole yeah um which is what the clean and conscious awards are all about right this concept mm. of what's good for the tribe is good for us each of us individually and um and i guess a huge one this applies to to people with addictions as well, for example, is it's sort of be realistic with your expectations, but but also and more so expect to mess up. You're going to yeah. make a mistake on January 12. Just know it now. It's <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and be yeah. okay with it because, mm. you, you it's know. It's okay to fail. It's okay. And it's necessary, isn't it? It's necessary. Yeah. And I guess yeah. it's what we then do on January 13th that matters the most. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, yeah, so I think those are some of the things to think about. And also maybe timing, you know, if you've got a, like Emma, how you were saying uh, last year, I think it was, it was only sort of three weeks into January that you, that you sort of started to set your intentions just due to the practicalities of your life at the time. and it made me start thinking about timing. For example, if you are at a certain job and you are finding there's a there's a habit there you'd like to break, but you happen to be moving jobs in a month's time, there's there's a lot of research that suggests that in situations such as that, wait just before you 
switch jobs, for example, to change up your habits, because that way you're entering a new environment with newly formed, just newly formed behaviors, and it helps sort of um, consolidate it in your in your mind mm. and in your brain. And there's, there's lots of little tricks, there's little hacks that you can do um, yeah. to help your success. But just don't be hard on yourself is the take-home message. Oh, oh I yeah. love that. Yeah, and the flexibility. And Absolutely. That, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, forgiveness, flexibility, and, and you know, just not being so hard on yourself. Yeah, you and if you mess don't get up, it right. you haven't yeah. broken it. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's right. Exactly. And, I, and just what I was sort of was referring to before as well is if you if something, if it means a lot to you, let's say it's a nutrition goal and you mm. really do need to achieve something for your health, um, and so it's it is fundamental that it that you start making progress. Make sure it's measurable because mm. our, with our cognitive biases that we all possess, there's no way we're able to know if we're doing better at something or not, or we're moving in the right direction unless we're actually measuring it. Some yeah, and have a time frame on it if it's time sensitive or you know. So mm. there's just little things like that. I like also Love how that. you're linking it to the the greater good. I think finding some kind of meaning that's that's bigger than yourself for why you're doing it. Um, yeah, really... a higher purpose. Yeah, you know, a global purpose as well as a personal kind of purpose. Yeah, I love that. I was going to say that global purpose is that's that's. That is what has been the most inspiring thing. So I've just I had to say this now. It's just these. This is what you see with the brands that have entered the awards year after year. Is that sense of global purpose? I just mm. find it so inspiring. Yeah, I agree. Totally. And I think what's so nice about being on the expert panel and also just reading through the directory is to actually I don't know to be able to read the stories of some of the lengths, not lengths, but some of the efforts that these brands go to to yeah. not just not just support a community but to be actively involved in creating change within mm. the world whether that's locally or globally um but there's a real intention and some of these brands actually they their product is based on that intention you know it's like the intention of this product is to create a better world in yeah. what way mm. that they decide to do that is obviously um, up to them but I think yeah there's products that have been created with intention and yeah, there yeah. you go there's the power of, of intention and not so much I'm going to make this great product and it's going to sell loads of it's going to sell loads of units and and you know and then we can spend more money on marketing and then we can grow but also all of those things because that's how mm. you need to be successful but it's also going to have this intention where it's going to create a ripple effect in the world and it's going to make this world a better place yeah yeah and I love that you can participate in in that by actually shopping say from brands in the in the directory because you're actually connecting with that community and supporting them and so that you also become part of that greater good become part of that community and part of that yeah that universal purpose you're we're all connected in that way and yeah the power of of your of your dollar can go so far and it doesn't need to just be a donation to charity it can be through purchasing products that mm. you know impact communities and help people and help improve the livelihoods of people and and 
and environments and ecosystems and yeah it is it is lovely it's beautiful that's what drew me towards the awards in the first place is the seeing a seeing that there was guidance available essentially when you want change to happen when you want to do things differently when you want to support the the greater good but how you know on a day that you just feel mm. like an individual living your life how do you do it if if you've if you if you've never been shown or you you just you don't know what the steps to take are or who to buy from or and that's yeah. what i love about this the awards is it's there for you. It's accessible to everybody who wants mm. to see it. And I love that. Yeah, you've really got all the information at your fingertips and it's easy to make an educated, conscious choice for any product you want. I mean, with the 96 categories we have now, it's just such a broad range of anything. Kids sunscreens, protein powder, vitamin C serum, it's whatever you choose. It's yeah, if you Immediate. can't find a particular yeah. category that you're looking for, let us know because we're trying to cover everything. <laughs> That's it. So, um, yeah. I, just, I just want to do, if it's all right with you both, um, mm-hmm. we spoke about intentions, but what about rituals? Do you have any fun rituals that you undergo each year? Or? There's something um, I do do. I like looking back on the year and, and writing about, what um, I'm grateful for that did happen in the year. Um, just a little kind of gratitude journal. I'm not very good at keeping a, a daily gratitude journal or anything like that. So it very much comes up to at the end of the year, I, I do like to uh, to wrap it up in a positive way. Um, but there's something I read about that I do want to try. Uh, the author Elizabeth Gilbert from um, Eat, Pray, Love, she uh, shared what her personal ritual is for the last night of the year and to to really welcome new blessings and and leave what she needs to leave behind and she writes down what she wants to shed from the old year and then what she also wants to welcome into the new year and then she burns the paper that she's written on and then takes the the ashes of it to the nearest body of water to kind of let it go and I just think it's really beautiful. It's, um, I don't know, maybe it's just like the fire and the water and I just want to be part of it. I, um, I like the idea of letting go. And I guess for me, I I like the idea of if of the things I want to let go, sometimes I don't, I, sometimes I think I need to write them out, but I don't want them just like sitting around for That's anyone it. to read afterwards. So I like the yeah. idea of the burning of them pretty quickly. I think that's <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's wonderful. I'm fearful of writing things down for that reason too. It's just not because there's anything horrendous on there, but just because it's it's my personal thoughts and that they mm. I don't want them to be seen or or heard or read or by anybody else necessarily. So that it that is beautiful. Well, if you go to Brazil, you can um throw white flowers into the water. They send off blessings to a prominent water goddess there to set I actually have developed a little ritual which yeah. I thought I'd share which mm. I haven't developed it I actually learned it learned about it yeah and it's called the new year's gateway jump oh. this is what I did in the third week of January <laughs> last year <laughs> um but uh it's basically um an old ancient Roman ritual mm. um and 
to do it, you gather together some items. Um, for me, that's incense, chalk, or you can use a ribbon, um, a silver candle and a gold candle, um, a bowl of water with some salt, handfuls of salt, and your list of intentions or your intention for the year of 23, mm-hmm. 2024, sorry. Um, and it's a really fun ritual actually, and you could probably do it with friends as well as alone. I've only ever done it alone. And it involves calling on the gateway deities who are called Jana and Janus, and that they are actually uh, what January is named after, who mm-hmm. January is named after. Ah. And you repeat your intentions three times before jumping across the chalk or the ribbon into the new year. Oh, I love that. Oh. It's great. Yeah, and it honestly feels like when you – so there's a little, like, um, poem that you read out as well. Um, And honestly, when I do it, I can feel, like, the magic in the air. Like, it feels like I really am calling these deities in and, you know, feeling their presence and then repeating the intentions three times Mm. instead of just writing it on a piece of paper and then putting it down, but actually reading it three times and then jumping forward into the gateway of the new year, it, it really feels very empowering. And I do I feel like I bring that, I, especially last year, I brought that strength and energy with me through the year, even through the hardest moments, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I wonder if you could repeat them throughout the year as affirmations, the intentions. Oh, I do. I write them. So I write them on my mirror. Yeah, they're on a piece of paper and they stay on my mirror, so I see them all the time. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and I have some affirmations as well that kind of come from that. That came from that intention. Mm. So I, since I've moved house, I've actually haven't put that up. So yeah, that's a nice reminder for the rest of this year to put my affirmations back on the mirror. Absolutely. You could also just chuck on some colourful underwear. That's what some people do, where you. In Italy, they say if you're looking to have a fertile year, you wear red underwear at the start of the year. Oh. Well, I'm not looking could... for a fertile year, having two children and had enough. <laughs> yeah, well then, black under... underwear. <laughs> and you're Good taken, thing. so you won't need the South American tradition of wearing red underwear for love. <laughs> Emily um, runs to her underwear drawer and throws all her red underwear away <laughs> after this. <laughs> well, if you I feel like. Peace is something you'd both love, so that's white if you're curious. So peace comes oh, with um, white underwear and yeah. um, and wealth is yellow. So I don't know if wealth, if that's necessary, and this is South American mm. tradition, but I don't know if yellow, wealth is in, wealth could mean a million things, couldn't it? I mean, it's yeah. not necessarily financial. And what do you do, Dom? Yeah. I... Do you know that over the last few years I have become traditionless, like is in um, <laughs> ritualless, only because of moving around so much. And I've been, it's been years of trying to figure things out recently. So I, I haven't, I haven't sort of put anything in stone where I do it every year. But something that I read about, which is, it's practically impossible or near is impossible for me to do but what I what I love is what they do in Chile and I'd love to mm. do something like this is where they actually hold the new year's celebrations and rituals at um, cemeteries with their their mm. loved ones who have passed and 
I'd like to do something similar, obviously not going to a cemetery because of having moved around so so much in my life, but to have a token perhaps that represents these loved ones or maybe mm. roll out a huge piece of paper or fabric on the ground and draw a big family tree or something like that Yeah, and have a little sort of ceremony of sorts there. That's, I think, mm. I, I think love that idea. I think as a culture here, we really don't even really acknowledge the generations mm. that have come before us. There's no, there are no rituals. I think yeah. obviously through stories, I'm, we all tell stories yeah. about, you know, our, our, our parents and our grandparents and, and they've passed on stories about their parents and their grandparents. But yeah. it's not a ritual. It's more of just a kind of random conversation here and there. I'd love to have a ritual I've been thinking yeah. a lot about that. Yeah, yeah, I love the idea of welcoming the new year by looking back and acknowledging where we've come from and who yeah. we've come from and our roots and our foundations. Absolutely. I think that's, that's really, yeah, yeah special. And, just, and I guess that feeling of, for me, what I would like to get from that as well is feeling still connected to, to all of those people who are no mm. longer with you, you know. It's, yeah. Um, you know, that whole, yeah, just one world, one universe kind of concept that is mm. we are one, the, the one concept, yeah. we're all connected and we're all one. That's what I love I love about it. So I'll let you know because um, I'm still hashing out the details. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to do this this New Year's? You're going to? That's what I plan to do, yeah. Oh, I'd love to, to hear how that goes. Yeah. I'd love it. Yeah. Something totally. that I'd like to do is just um, – is to just go to like a, a, a women's circle, I think. Yeah. Um, there are a few that I've heard of that take place on like either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day and, and simply just being and connecting with mm. other women and sharing and sharing much of what, well, I guess what we're doing right now, really. We, we're having yeah. a women's circle essentially right now. Um, Absolutely. But it would be lovely to experience that over the new year. Um, there's so much power in female mm. connection and in holding space for one another and supporting one another. so Absolutely, yeah. and it relates to what we were talking about, um, what's good for the tribe, mm, yeah. what's good for you. And it's that. And what we've both things we've just talked about, whether it be celebrating family and friends, loved ones who have passed, they are still our tribe, the yeah. people around us, our friends and family, strangers even you know we are connected and we are all essentially one big beautiful tribe so we should, yeah mm-hmm. that's, it's exciting <laughs> I think I also wanted to talk about was was there anything we learned from working on the awards this year uh for me or, or something special we discovered um for me there was a product that I really loved called the inner bloom cycle set tea oh. Yeah, and I found this incredible. Um, I mean, one, I found it a beautiful way to um, honor my cycle and slow down and be uh, intentional and aware of also even where I was in my cycle because our hormones do these crazy things each month. And with the cycle set tea, there are four different teas for each. For where you are at at each stage in your cycle and so it made me think about that it made me then more in touch with how my hormones influence my energy and 
really kind of check in with myself and and give myself the the room to um, be what I needed to be in that moment instead of um, charging through with my lack of balance. Um, <laughs> it really um, it, it was something that I found uh, I was I was really surprised by and um, and something I've continued to use and and it's really kind of made me rethink like my cycle and how it relates to um to my energy and how I go about things in everyday life it's such Uh, a powerful self-care ritual as well mm. drinking that tea I found that you know I get really I I mean I really want to drink the chocolate one all the time though like (laughs) I'm like I drink I'll drink that like in cycle one two at three and four because it's so delicious (laughs) it Um, is it's divine (laughs) just the combination of of cacao and lavender Mm. it's such a winning blend and then the and then the period blend as well I love the rubish with the um I can't remember what else it's got in it but there's a rose I think it's a really beautiful combination um yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan of that and I certainly did feel when trialling it that I suddenly was get, receiving this warm hug from someone that, you know, periods are hard, cycles yeah. can be hard, you know, and we spend most of our time just, you know, going about our lives without any real awareness as to how our cycle, like you just said, and how they, various phases of our cycle affect us emotionally and physically and having that drinking those teas has really helped me bring more awareness mm. to to the different phases of my cycle. I, I really enjoyed trialing them too. I love how you called it that self care ritual because a lot of the products seem to truly emphasize that it, that it is self care that we're taking a moment to apply something onto our bodies or create a warm drink. Or, but it's, mm. it's it's mindfulness, right? That's yeah. what they. It's exactly what they are asking us to do: is stop and take a moment and be grateful and be mindful. It's so important to do that. It really is. I had so many favorite products from this year, but I think one that really had an impact on me and my family was the also a food category, but um, the protein has. Mm. Yeah, as well as the kids' nutrition. So yeah, I think that all of the protein powders were were amazing. Um, I'd never added protein to a smoothie before, so the mm. smoothies that I was making for my kids were essentially milk, um, and then some nut butter and some berries and banana and leaves. It's the only way I can get green leaves into my fussy eater. Um, it's a good way of doing it, though. It yeah. is, but he being the the like the 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 tongue detective that he is <laughs> was like mummy I know this has got berries in it and I know this has got leaves in it and I don't like those things and I was like my first child eats everything and I thought that was down to my incredible parenting and like the books that I read when I was younger and the foods that I introduced him to and yeah. I did the same with my second and he's just fussy the protein powders adding them so because I was still giving them these smoothies and then having to give them snacks as well. Mm. But adding the protein powders to those smoothies, the protein powders that helped fill their tummies and you make a smoothie, you put the protein powder in. And then I was trialing the Neutral Organics Captain Calm 
Oh, and I, I love that one. Oh, Isn't it's it so good. Mm. I could drink that. Every I put day it in my well. smoothies, even when the kids aren't yeah. around. Like it's so <laughs> good, and I've I've bought it four times since the mm. childhood. Yeah. Like it's it's part of our regular shopping list now, and yeah. um, it tastes so good, and and it's full of just incredible things, and. My child now, the fussy one, he he will only eat drink smoothies with that in it. In, in if he, he can tell straight away if it hasn't got it in it, and um, so and Just I can put cravings. all okay. the things in there. Like he's getting spinach, lettuce, like all because he just doesn't eat anything green mm, apart from cucumber. Yeah. So I'm managing to put all the other things in there, berries, um, as well as you know lots of like fish oil and and lots of other things that he needs because he's so limited with what he eats. So I think that the, that was a huge game changer for us was the protein powders plus the Captain Calm. Mm. They they have really made a difference in my life, to be honest, because yeah. my child, I'm, it's taken away a lot of anxiety for me with what he's consuming and yeah. or the lack of what he's consuming. And, and was there something for you, Dom, that you learnt from working on the awards this year? Um, I think just as I said before, um, I'm just utterly inspired by <laughs> by these individuals, you know, rather than thinking them, yeah. of them as brands. I, I really like to think of them as individuals. A lot of them you get to know through the awards and they are human beings with big hearts and well-set intentions, you know. It's, yeah. It's just inspiring. And obviously I have a soft spot for all the nutrition products that come through because there is, it's a minefield out there to try and find healthy products, whether it be protein or superfood powders or supplements. There's, mar- you know, the marketing that goes on, you think things are good for you and they're not. And so to have these beautiful brands come through who are legitimately doing the right thing and are sourcing the most incredible ingredients and have trialed and tested the combination they've put together and it's neutral organics always stands out for me because they are just phenomenal in the combinations they make. So who did the, you know, the calm powder. Yeah. Yeah. So I just. We didn't even mention it's got, it's got passion flower in it, you know, and (laughs) chamomile. So it's also helping your children calm, be calm as well. It's such an all rounder. It's so good. Can I make another quick shout out for another product that I really love, which was the, just quickly, mm-hmm. um, face sunscreens. I really enjoy mm. trialing those these so days. Important. I think they have sunscreens come such a long face sunscreen has come a really long way now, and it's something you can apply to your face without ghosting or drying out, and it gives yeah. you this beautiful glow and it protects your skin from harmful UV rays. Hey, so. and isn't it the number one beauty tip, really? Yeah, <laughs> wear it sunscreen is. every exactly. day. Yeah, well, that's yeah. right. Otherwise, what's the point of everything else you're doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what a beautiful talk that was. Um, I'm really excited for bringing in 2024 and taking on some of those beautiful rituals that we've talked it's been about. Really um, nice. I'm really excited for for it now, and and there's so many new things I'm going to try. Thank you so much to both of you for for sharing so openly and from the heart. And I feel, you know, it's there's a real power in in sharing intentions and and Mm. failures and successes and more failures with one another and realising that we're all just human, just trying to be the best we can be. 
That's right. Maybe we can, yeah, have a chat on January 12 and talk about how it's going. (laughs) (laughs) Encourage each other on. Thank you for journeying with Clean and Conscious today. If our conversation resonated with you, please take a moment to review, rate, or share our podcast with a friend. We're Emily, Emma, and Dom. We appreciate you and cannot wait to share our next episode with you. Remember, every conscious step you take leaves an imprint. Stay with us, hit that subscribe or follow button, and let's co-create a better, cleaner, and more conscious world together.